1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Report. Uh, Jake, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, no problem, man. Big, a big fan of your breakdowns, big fan of your works. I, I tell people out there, your, your breakdowns, um, are a must see when you, especially with the all 22, uh, after the Browns, I don't miss any of those. So, um, definitely had to get on here and pick your brain a little bit about what's going on with the Browns and, and possibly Joe Flacco.
0: Yeah, this is, um, well, first of all, thanks for that. I appreciate it, man. You know that uh, the respect goes both ways. So, um, yeah, this is an interesting time. Flacco is, is uh, what is it, four Browns quarterbacks now starting in a season. This is the first time we've seen this in the NFL since the Texans in 2015, I believe, that we've mm-hmm. seen it. Ironically, the Fifteen Texans when nine and seven, made the playoffs. So hopefully we'll see some sort of repeat of that, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Was, hopefully we could get that off. They went to the playoffs. We'll see how it works with us. Um, you know, for those who, who uh, you know, obviously you probably have already gone back and taken a look at, you know, what Joe Flacco does, and obviously, you know, you you're around when Joe Flacco, you know, won a Super Bowl and things like that. Um, what do you think uh, Joe Flacco has left? Um, and, and what do you? how do you think it translates to what Kevin Stefanski wants to do?
0: Well, I think he's, he's clearly got the arm strength left. I mean, if you watch last year, he started four games. He started three early-season Jets games, and then I think he started a late-season game after, you know, things were obviously pretty decided for the Jets destiny at that point. They needed him to start one. He did. They were trying to figure out if Zach Wilson's the answer or whatever else they could try to figure out to solve their quarterback dilemma, which they're still in the middle of. So – so what I noticed last year with Flacco is the arm is still live. He can still get it across the field. He can throw the far hash deep out. He can do all the NFL throws that he's been, you know, he's been known for dating back to when he came out of Delaware. So that part of things is um, an upgrade for the Browns in terms of a guy who can deliver pretty much any field throw on the field. And I think DTR had that ability as well, but it's, it's um, for him, it's, it's an accuracy nuance thing that I don't think he was quite in the, in the, no, I think the portion of the field that he needed to be with intermediate accuracy wasn't always there, but he started to make some strides, but Flacco's more consistent at that. Uh, I think he's a very much rhythm, timing-based quarterback and is comfortable operating a lot of what Kevin likes to run, whether it's under center play action concepts or run action concepts or whether it's in that, you know, empty spread stuff that Kevin likes to get into sometimes to get the defense to dictate what they're going to do. He's just, he's been around long enough to feel comfortable in a majority of those schemes and what they're asking the quarterback to do, so... Arm is live. I think he still processes well enough, and he's willing to make some of those over-the-middle throws that I think sometimes we've seen Browns quarterbacks outside of Deshaun struggle to see. You know, you're not talking about a high bar here. Since Deshaun has been out, so non, non-Watson non started games, you're talking two touchdown passes and 11 quarterback turnovers, and that's including four dropped interceptions for those guys as well. So while I think we were all really encouraged by what we saw from Dorian this last start, it's certainly not going to be some high bar to clear for Joe. If he can just take care of the football, manage the opportunities that are presented to him, deliver enough throws to Amari, David, and the group, I think there's a chance that the offense can still sort of be at the level we saw it at and potentially even be a little bit more efficient. Uh,
3: Jake, what, is that, what does that look like? Uh, you know, uh, you look at DTR, and one of the reasons that Kevin Stefanski and, and, and Andrew Berry went out and not saying that PJ Walker and Jordan Thompson Robinson and Deshaun Watson have the same skills, like to a varying degrees, they're all mobile enough to do some of the things that we thought they would do. You know, RPO, some of the read option stuff. Um, now that they have Joe Flacco in the game, how do you think it, that translates and how do you think that change changes formations in, in different game plans? Like, you know, are they going to be under center more? Will they be running more play action traditionally like they did with Baker? What do you think some of the formations and the concepts look like with Joe because he is not a mobile guy?
0: Yeah, good question. I think, you know, if you look at Flacco's history, uh, and I think back at the 2014 season, he had Gary Kubiak as his offensive coordinator with, with the Ravens. He obviously spent time with Rich Scangrello in Denver uh, a couple years back and then Mike McDaniel in, in New York the way he did. I think that there's clearly a connection between what the root of what Kevin likes to do is under center run, uh, wide zone play action, some of the straight drop play action stuff he likes to do. I would expect an uptick in that. The Browns have been over 70% shotgun with DTR and, and Deshaun in recent weeks, largely because those guys operate better out of the gun. And I think that that's just a more efficient manner for them to operate, especially when you pair in sort of some zone read stuff where you can get the quarterback to read a defensive end or read some sort of key and pull it and run it or pull it and throw it. So that's a little bit more their strengths. Joe is going to be a guy who you can get under center with. You can do the run action, play action stuff. You can get him to do a seven-step drop if you need to, if you want to give you know, defenses a little bit harder run pass indicator. But he can get in the gun, and he did a lot of gun-based stuff with the Jets too, and I think he's efficient enough. The football comes out of his hand quick enough to be okay. Now, again, he's 38, right? He doesn't want to get hit, so he's going to try to get rid of the football really quickly. Sometimes that can be to the detriment of what you want a scheme to do development-wise. And, you know, he's not mobile. And I think if you look and, you know, we're, we're obviously trying to paint a picture of why a guy like Flacco is available at this point in his career and what, would the, what were the problems that the Jets didn't want him anymore and all of that. You know, when he gets in the pocket, gets a little flustered, I don't think he takes care of the football well enough. He had a sack fumble problem that I think really put the Jets behind the schedule last year. Because we all remember what he did to the Cleveland in week two. I don't think we'll ever be able to get that out of our brain. But he certainly, um, after that game, started to struggle with making the correct decision, getting rid of the football on time. And then when he did take sacks, which are harmful enough, he was fumbling too often off of those sacks. So what you need him to do, deliver the football on time, play a very time, t- timing-predicated system uh, approach to Kevin's system, which I don't think will be a big uh, uh, alteration for what Kevin has done because I think he's done a decent amount of that stuff when Deshaun was able to play because Deshaun can handle both variations. But – Again, take advantage of what he can do. He can push the ball down the field vertically a little bit. He can deliver in the middle of the hash marks with, uh, with nice arm strength, so there will be some more opportunities to do a little bit of that stuff. And then if you can develop some ability to run the football with him, some of the play-action stuff he can do delivering to varying levels of the field, you can see how the Browns can have some success in a way that they probably weren't consistently enough doing between P.J. and you know a guy like Dorian who's just trying to get his feet you know wet in the NFL in that regard.
3: Talking to Jake Burns on the uh, North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, he's with the Orange and Brown Report. Uh, you know, let's talk about the receivers. What do you make uh, of the drops? Um, is, it, is it because they've had four different quarterbacks and sometimes the ball comes off their hands a little different? The, the trajectory, velocity is different in catching the football. What do you make of all the drops this last couple of weeks?
0: I think you answered it yourself there. Yeah, the, the, the delivery of the football. Dorian really rips it, like. His arm is very live, and he, he'll, you know, I, I think he would probably tell you he has to be a little bit more ball-tempo aware in some situations where he's, he's trying to throw it through a brick wall at times because you're a young quarterback. You're very geared up. You want to get rid of the ball. You want to be on time, do all the right things. So there's a little bit of that that plays into it. You know, I think the football comes out of his, his hand and delivers a little differently than P.J. does, and obviously Deshaun as well, where Deshaun has a real knack for delivering a very catchable football. I think that, that uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum with Dorian, I think you get a little bit of that. Now, uh, it's not to say that Dorian's in the wrong here. I just think you get accustomed to catching the football from him. You understand the trajectory, the speed, how it typically works with him, whereas you're dealing with other quarterbacks all the time. Everything varies, right? The, the, the amount of time it takes the football to get from the load-up phase to the delivery phase is all a part of your timing predicated on how I feel like the ball is going to arrive in my hand. So, as you know, man, like, sometimes drops can be a bit capricious and you can't always determine like how, how or why it happens. But, you know, I think that if you look at like tempo and things of that nature for the little minor details of what a receiver is trying to do in the blink of an eye, when they're trying to get out of a cut, hit their landing spot and then also catch a football in varying locations that sort of plays into it. So I think you ask any receiver, the biggest difference is going from a right-hander to a left-hander or vice versa. After that, it's like, the tempo at which the football arrives from different quarterbacks. So anytime you're having four different guys throwing you the football throughout a season, that becomes a real challenge. So I would put a lot of it on that. But at the end of the day, I'm sure those guys would also tell you, we, you just can't you can't drop. you got to make plays on those footballs. So let's hope they clean that up a little bit here because every, every catch, every opportunity for them is, in, is under a microscope. You know how it is, man. The margin for error on this offense, the way it's structured because of all of the different rotating pieces they've had in and out are, are very tight so they need to take advantage of every chance
2: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
0: you have 47 new voicemails
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When
3: when you look at uh the, the run plat run pass play mix, you know you know sometimes Kevin um gets scrutiny because, you know, it looks like he, he's not really um depending on the run a little bit. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of running the football if you do have, you know, backups or you do have, um, you know, guys uh, who, who are rookies and they, they can't really read and diagnose downfield consistently. So, but one thing I, I've noticed in, in just watching your, your breakdowns is, you know, the, the Browns have not been um, horrible in the run game, but they seem to be one block off. They, you know it's either one guy here breaking down or another guy here breaking down or or a guy not being able to climb to a linebacker or things like that it just seems like they're having trouble passing things off a little bit um and that's just in the run game or in the passing game what are you seeing um from the running game uh and and do you think that it could get better or is it just a thing that they're missing chubb and and the line is is what it is at this point
0: yeah, I I mean, you're certainly dealing with two tackles that have come in and out. Jack Conklin, one of the best zone blockers in the NFL, even when he's been beat up a little bit, he's 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 so good at it. So yeah, I mean Jack getting Dewan Jones is, is, is a big part of it and Dewan is a great young pass protector, but he's a very unrefined run blocker because Ohio State didn't really task him with doing a very wide degree of difficulty things there. Just the the, the amount of things they asked him to do is on a, a lower volume scale than what the Browns are asking him to do. So I think he's, he would admit that he has to clean up and get better at the run phase. As we all know, we prefer any offensive tackle to be better as a pass blocker. That's certainly something, right? But, but um, you know, he's got to get better there. And then they're obviously rotating. Jed has been inconsistent that they're bringing in Jerron Christian. They're, they're trying. I think you nailed it. I think we've talked about it on film breakdowns. A guy or two off or a running back doesn't quite see the cut they're supposed to to, to hit and you end up losing yards or you go for two when it could have gone for seven and and, and so on and so forth. And, again, this is a a run scheme that is very – I would say it's a challenge for running backs, and it's why you lose a guy like Nick. It's so detrimental because it's a beat-ahead run scheme. And what I mean by that is you have to see – you almost have to see past the first wave of defenders and into the linebackers and safeties – to know where you're supposed to make that cut. And Nick was such a savant at that. He could see it. I, I always kind of equate him to LeBron James and the fact that LeBron can see two beats ahead as a playmaker passer. Nick had that ability as a runner to either set up a block or know where defenders were moving to be a two-beat-ahead runner. So anytime you lose a guy like Nick, it's going to hinder your ability to be efficient in the run game. And I think we, we've seen that. But to your larger point, the offensive line just has to be better. They have to can consistently and cohesively get where they're supposed to get. And we've seen just one guy pulls and doesn't notice that somebody else is picking up the player they're trying to pick up and they don't adjust on the fly. And it just hasn't been as efficient as it needs to be. Now they've had games, right? Like the the example we're talking about here, should they, I know Kevin took a lot of heat for this Denver game, but to me, like the Browns had three really great drives in the middle of the game to get it to 14, 12, which were largely led by Dorian's ability to decipher and throw the football and like, they were really doing well balancing run-pass in those moments and really throwing it at a high clip. And then, you know, Dorian goes down in the nature in which he went down after a David drop on that ball over the middle of the field. And then all of a sudden, after that fumbled reverse opportunity, it's twenty four to 12 game, and you have to throw it in the fourth quarter to get back into it. So if you look at it after the game, you felt like the run-pass splits weren't where they needed to be because we're all trying to pick apart why did they score 12 points? Well, they scored 12 points because their quarterback, who was efficiently operating the offense for large portions of the second and third quarter, got hurt. Right. So I think that like in a in a world where we want the Browns to score a ton of points, running is the thing that we would like them to always do. But the NFL doesn't always, in, it just doesn't allow that to be the case as often as you would like, especially when you're not dealing with the true talent that you had in Nick in the backfield. So. I thought if you came away from those three drives thinking they needed to run more as they were moving up and down the field on Denver, I just think that's kind of picking apart something that doesn't need to be picked apart because they were really balancing things out very well. So it's a game-by-game basis. The Browns are among the teams that run the football the most in the entire league. In terms of running back carries. they're at the top of the NFL in running back carries, So they do run it. They do it a lot, but they also really try to balance out some of those uh Situational things right where you, you you know how many guys are in the box and things like that, and I think that the coaching staff Callahan and Peters up front, who coach those guys and Kevin or those guys who are in charge of coordinating the offense's run approach, would tell you they just haven't also been efficient enough right efficient enough to get it, there's a there's a great discussion around run game efficiency, whether that's you know if people look at the box score and you have one sixty yard run, but you have a bunch of you know negatives or zeros or ones or twos. That's not running efficient. It might tell you that you have 10 yards per carry, but that's because one chunk play made a big difference. I'm talking like the Browns need to be a better run game efficiency team, Five, seven, four, six, ten, 10, like those numbers that consistently put you ahead of the stick. So I know that's what they're fighting for. I think they've done a decent enough job at it. It's always game-by-game game driven. You get into the game, how well are you running in any given moment to feel comfortable in it, but I think they've done okay with it. I think some of the the criticism there has been, a little bit dicey considering the time at which like a thing happens in the game and where you need to drive your offense to to get either back in the game or close it out. Because as we know in the NFL, you, you really, you throw to win, you know, you throw to score, but you run to win. So oftentimes if you're leading late in the game throughout the game, that's when your run metrics will be higher because you're running clock and you're trying to churn out first downs. And as we know, the Browns haven't had a ton of opportunities to play, Wildly out in front the way we hope they would. They're kind of fighting tooth and nail to win some of these games. So uh, I think that stuff tilts as they get Deshaun healthy and back, maybe get Nick or they draft another back next year and kind of work that tandem into a better group. But I, I really think that Kevin does a decent enough job at it in, in a spot that's sort of tricky, given how many quarterbacks they've had come and go this year.
3: Jake, man, I appreciate you so much. Tell everybody where they can find your work at.
0: Yeah, just the OBR, man. OBR dot com is where all the work uh, lands, and then we do a. Daily podcast, the OBR film breakdown, which is Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. So, just want to thank you for having me on, man. Always, uh, always a pleasure and good to chat with you.
3: Appreciate it anytime, man. Uh, Jake Burns on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's go right to it. Twenty twenty
1: update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours